0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life Show. On air, online, and around the world with the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author Matt Adams.
1: What's going on, folks? Welcome in to the Fairways of Life show on this Wednesday. Getting you ready as we're sitting on the eve of the start of the Genesis. Invitational. I got tons of informational from our crack research team. This is the 98th edition of the Genesis Invitational debuted in 1926 as the Los Angeles Open. It's been played every year except for 1943. It was canceled then because of the Second World War. Harry Cooper won the inaugural edition. That was played at the Los Angeles Country Club. He won by three strokes. He earned $3,500 of the $10,000 total purse, one of the largest at that time. What is that? 35% of the purse. Can you imagine giving out 35% of the $20 million purse this year? This is the third of eight signature events in the 24 PGA Tour schedule. They are, as you guys know, limited field tournaments featuring top players, increased money, and FedEx got points to the winner. These last year were called designated events. These signature events this year are player hosted invitationals, which include. This Tiger Woods hosted Genesis Invitational, the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard, the Jack Nicklaus Memorial Tournament presented by Workday, as well as the following, the Century, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, the RBC Heritage, the Wells Fargo Championship, the Travelers Championship, the last five listed will be the no-cut tournaments. As a signature event, there are several changes, of course, uh, not to mention the least of which is that $20 million purse. Also, 700 FedEx Cup points that is up from 550 points awarded to last year's winners of what was then again called the elevated events. And that's up from 500 points that are normally awarded at the 2024 full. Field tournaments. This year's winner will earn $4 million. That's a 20% of the total purse. You just heard me asking about that percentage. You have it. The PGA Tour winner normally gets around 18%. It's the seventh oldest event on the PGA Tour. The second oldest event is Permanently held west of the Mississippi, that is. The other older event on tour, older, would be the Open, 1860. The U.S. Open, 1895. The BMW Championship, 1899. The RBC Canadian Open, 1904. The PGA Championship, 1916. And the Valero Texas Open, 1922. The Riviera Country Club is hosting for the 62nd time overall and the 50th time in the last 52 years since it became the permanent host course in 1973, all except 1983 when Riviera hosted the PGA Championship. That was Hal Son. The 1998 U.S. Senior Open, uh, Hale Irwin, if memory serves me. Uh, Riviera first hosted the event in 1929. McDonald Smith won that one. Tiger Woods began hosting this event in 2017. Woods, who has 82 PGA Tour victories. He's tied, of course, with Sam Snead for the most in PGA Tour history. Interestingly enough, he's never won at Riviera. It's one of the few events on tour that he's played more than a couple of times where he's not finished first at least once. In 15 starts here, he's made 12 cuts He was runner-up twice in 1998. He lost in a playoff to Billy Mayfair. That was uh, held then at the Valencia Country Club. In 1999, by two strokes, he lost to Ernie Els at Riviera. He has four top tens. He was tied for 45th in 2023. He made his PGA Tour debut in this event in 1992 when he was a 16-year-old sophomore at Anaheim's Western High School. He missed the cut after rounds of 72 and seventy-five notable winners at Riviera. I love this. Sam Snead in nineteen forty-five and nineteen fifty. Let me pause on that for one second because when Sam Snead won in nineteen fifty, you know who he beat? He overcame. Sam Snead nineteen fifty. Oh no, it was it was actually nineteen forty-nine. Uh, it was it was a loss getting my, all my years mixed up. It was a loss in 1959 by Ben Hogan in a playoff in the 1949. Dom, check me on this. The so Los Angeles Open, 1949. Ben Hogan loses in a playoff, was riding home with Valerie in their Cadillac, and I believe it was a 1948 Cadillac, if I'm not mistaken, and on that foggy Texas highway, they were on a a and line embankment. And a 20,000-pound uh, Greyhound bus was illegally passing a car on the other side. So they, the bus was in their lane, and the bus had nowhere else to go. Valerie screams, my God, he's going to hit us. So Ben, are these... No, seatbelts. Ben Hogan, in order to save his wife's life and keep her from being ejected through the windshield, dove across her lap. They get hit by the bus, obviously, head-on. Now, the the bus driver was trying to jack the bus back into his lane, so when it hit, it basically hit kind of on the, from a driver's perspective, front-left. Interestingly enough, and I want to know, Dom, who Ben Hogan lost to in 1949, so I'm getting at this. Uh, When the accident took place... Ben Hogan, who dove as I mentioned across his wife's lap, the steering wheel impaled through the driver's seat because the engine was pushed where Mr. Hogan's legs now were. So had he not done the selfless act to save his wife's life, he surely would have been dead. They thought for sure he was going to be dead because they took, it took them a very, very long time to extract him from the car because of the aforementioned fact that there was an engine now on top of his legs. His injuries were absolutely horrific. Broken fel- pelvis and more. The, the night that he was taken from that car, doctors said to Mrs. Hogan that they didn't think that he was going to make it through the night. Doctors later told Mrs. Hogan and him that they didn't think he would ever walk again not to mention playing golf again and more. Did you find it, Dom?
2: I did, yeah. The The accident took place in 1949 on February 2nd, and I believe, based on the information I found, he was actually returning from the Phoenix Open.
1: Got it, he okay. lost to
2: Jimmy Demerit.
1: That's The Los Angeles
2: it. Open in 1949 was won by Lloyd Mangrum. I actually think he was on his way. Again, they were all driving back then, right? So he was driving back from the Phoenix Open, and that's
1: why I wanted you to check I to everything make sure I got found this the right. date
2: of the accident was February 2nd was the date of the accident.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, Sam C 45 in 50. I just thought it was it was such an incredible story. We we could devote a whole show to Ben Hogan's accident, what he did afterwards and the grit that he showed, etc. Uh, Byron Nelson won it in 1946. Hale Irwin in 76. Lanny Watkins twice in 79, 85. By the way. The interview that we did with Lanny yesterday, we're getting a huge response from. Thank you, first of all. I'm glad you guys in, enjoyed it. I think we put aside a couple of clips. If I have time, I'll try to get to it for those of you that didn't see it in our live show yesterday. Uh, Tom Watson won it twice in '88 and '82. Johnny Miller in '81. Fred Couples in '90, '92. Tom Kite '93. Corey Pavin '94, '95. Nick Faldo '97. Ernie Els, 99, Mike Weir, 2003, 2004, Charles Howell III, 2007, Phil Mickelson, 2008, 2009, Steve Stricker in 2010, Dustin Johnson in 2017. Just a little glimpse of all of the things that took place here. This was – I can't remember if I got to mention this to you yesterday. Jack Nicklaus made his debut – At the event. It wasn't at this course, but he made his debut at the event. Uh, That was 1962. It was at Rancho Park. He finished tied for 50th, and he earned a check for $33.33. This was the event where Sam Sneed finished second to Dave Stockton second at 62 years old. It is believed that that is the oldest runner-up finish in the history of the PGA Tour. Uh, Babe Zahari has played in the event several times. The first was when she was given a sponsor's exemption into the 1938 tournament. It was held that year at Griffith Park. She also played in 1945, and she made the 36-hole cut at Riviera with rounds of 76-81, only to get eliminated the next day with a 79 back in 1946. Just some fun things about the tournament that we are about to watch as to this event. Maybe Andrew's already been floating this stuff up there while I've been talking to you. Let's talk about some of the notables that are in the Genesis Invitational in 2024 so that you guys are up to speed. And there you can see some of them. Uh, Ludwig Oberg, Cantlay, Finau, Thomas, Hovland, Woods, Burns, Clark Fitzpatrick, Homa, McElroy, and Spieth, all amongst those that will be playing. We also have tee times for you, uh, Dom, I'll ask you first who stands out to you when, when we look at the the tea times for the Genesis Invitational, just I, I you know, from from our fans' perspective. But there's so f- few players in the field, I think I might just run through all of them. But what stands out to you before I do that?
2: Well, you can see on the there on the screen, we've got uh, what we're calling notable tea times. Uh, for a big chunk at the, at the top there, you see an asterisk after the groups, those are all groups that will be featured on PGA Tour Live which we'll go over those air times later in the program so you can know where to catch and, and find that information. But, I, I mean, that JT, Tiger Woods, Gary Woodland pairing at 1225, those times are Eastern, that's, uh, that's pretty blockbuster, I think. I think Wyndham Clark, Roy McIlroy, and Max Homa is pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, this is a signature event, Matt. So, I mean, I, I, <laughs> that's all pre- this, this is just a collection of some of the tee times. Tom, Kim, Patrick, Cantlay, and Jordan Spieth. I think it's interesting as well. Tom Kim has not really been getting a ton of press, but he was on a tear at at, at sort of the middle part of last year. It wouldn't be surprised if we saw him pop up a little bit this week because he's still very young and incredibly talented. So there's a lot there. I mean, we could see a breakout win here this week by someone that we're not thinking about, Matt.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how breakout it would be when you're talking about a signature event with 70 players, but here we go. 1201 uh, Nick Taylor, Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, you're going to be hearing from Nick coming up in the show today. 1213 there's Tom Kim, Patrick Cantlay and Jordan Speeth. 1225 Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, Gary Woodland. Uh 1237 Ludwig O'Berg, uh Nick Hardy Christian, Christian Bazadenhout at 12 125. Jason Day, Tony Finau, Brendan Todd, 206, Ricky Fowler, Matt Hughes, Patrick Rogers, 230 p.m. Sahih Thigala, Xander Shawflee, Tommy Fleetwood at 242, Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler at 254. There you see has mentioned Wyndham Clark, Rory McElroy, and Max Homa. If you look at the top of that sheet where he has the asterisks on there, Andrew put that on there, so you'd see those are all. So featured group coverage Uh, as to the airtime for the Genesis Invitational, might as well dive down this road because we're talking about it. Let you know again. I'm sure that Andrew was smart enough to be floating this up there when I was going through the history stuff. But Thursday and Friday, it will start at 4 p.m. Eastern time, a golf channel Saturday at 1 p.m. And then Sunday at 3 p.m. And CBS uh, Sunday is 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and 3 p.m. once again on CBS. The ESPN Plus coverage Thursday and Friday. The coverage starts at 10:30 a.m. All these times again are Eastern. Uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. Sunday at 9:30 a.m. That is PGA Tour live. PGA Tour radio. You can hear it in the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PGATour.com or if you subscribe to the national satellite service Thursday and Friday from 2 p.m. Saturday at 2 p.m. Sunday at 1 p.m. are the air times of the same. The PGA Tour champions are in action this week in Florida. That coverage Friday from noontime on Golf Channel, Saturday and Sunday from 3 p.m. is the time for that. It's time for us to take a break. PGA TOUR Superstore is the presenting sponsor of the Fairways of Life show. They are number one, and they are number one for a reason. They're big, beautiful stores spread out from coast to coast. Uh, Yeah, that's a big part of it. I think the biggest part of it, though, is that you can actually shop with the pros. Shop with people that truly know what they're talking about and have your vested interest as theirs. Back with more.
0: Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. It's all in the hips. Just tap it in. Yes!
2: Find the latest clubs and apparel at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore.
0: In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery and visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams, it tracks, it's soft, it reacts.
3: The Gen 6 iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try these. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period. Baseball, nah. Football, done it. I think I'm gonna go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're gonna need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close.
1: Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have you this Wednesday from wherever you are joining us around the world. If you log on to the Fairways of Life YouTube page, you can be a part of our active discussion board, or you can answer Dom's question of the day. Do you have a question of the day today, Dom? Uh,
2: when do I not have a question of the day? What kind of question is that?
1: I don't think you had one yesterday.
2: <laughs> no, I always have a question of the day. Today's question of the day actually pertains to the golf ball because – And I'm sure we'll talk about it later in the program, but Tiger Woods is switching golf balls. And it made me think, have you ever been fit for a golf ball? So my question is, have you ever been fit for a golf ball to get the golf ball that's right for you? And right now, the answer is 94%, which is shocking, say no. Which makes me feel, Matt, like I think at some point during today's show, maybe you can break this down for folks because they clearly need to get fit for a golf ball. It makes a big difference, folks.
1: I have, uh, I, I'm pulling it up as you're talking about it. I have a press release. This came from Bridgestone Golf. Bridgestone's uh, one of the sponsors here in the Fairways Life Show. Uh, so Bridgestone Golf sent out a press release. It says Tiger Woods to play new 2024 Bridgestone Tour BX Golf Ball for the first time in competition at Genesis Invitational in L.A. Tiger Woods will be playing the new 24 Bridgestone Tour BX golf balls for the first time in competition this week. The new golf ball was designed by Bridgestone's R&D department with significant input from Tiger himself, who was and did officially switch from the Tour BXS to the Tour BX due to the X providing a bit more pop off the tee while still providing shots stopping spin on approaches and shots around the green. The new golf ball already has earned its first win with Jason Day at the Grand Thornton Championship. It would play throughout the 24 season and beyond by Bridgestone staffers, including Tiger and Jason, as well as Matt Kuchar and Chris Goddorup. That's it. That was, that was the press release. So it looks like I'm gonna, I'll get into it – didn't, it didn't get into the technology as much there as I was hoping that it would. Basically, what Tiger is doing with the golf ball – is that he's moving from a golf ball that had more spin to a golf ball that has less spin. So I, I can I'm happy to get into that in, in a little bit. So let's table that for right now because I do want to get to Adam Scott. Uh, he addressed the media yesterday. He went through a lot of different points. Uh, it was pretty interesting. It was it was a long segment which John sent to us, and we kind of broke it up into two here for we get to the second half. But he was asked this about: here's a guy that has won, you know, out there at his 16th start, won twice. How does it feel to be back in Tinseltown?
4: Well, it's always a highlight of my year playing here. I love this track, and I love this event. I'm lucky enough to have won it twice, and it's my favorite event I play on tour. So I'm so thankful to be a sponsor's invite this week and get the chance to have another go around Riviera at the Genesis. Yeah, I played quite nicely last week, especially um, Sunday. I played 30 something holes, I think, and, and played nicely and finished with a top 10. I generally like the way my game is feeling. Um, it's been two interrupted weeks for me on tour this year, so uh, it's been tough to get in a rhythm. Hopefully a good week this week and um, I can keep the good momentum with my golf game going. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember exactly when the last sponsor's invite was. I mean, I probably have been invited to a, a tournament in Asia or something like that throughout the years, but uh, on the tour it's been a while, that's for sure. Um, and it, that was fine, and I and I fully, uh, I'm of the view that these Im- invitations are unrestricted to the sponsors, and they can invite whoever they want, and that's up to them. So I feel lucky uh, that I've got one of them. And um, if I didn't, then you know I didn't qualify. So that's that's how it goes. I don't expect to get invited to every tournament that I ask for either. Um, But I am very happy to be here. Like I said, this is an event I look forward to very much. It's my favorite track uh, of the year, and uh, hopefully make the most of it. I I don't think too many people would argue that it's a great designed golf course, Um, but there are other things to me. Obviously, I've played nicely here, so I have good feelings about that. I have feelings like I'm in Australia when I play the 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th holes. The eucalyptus trees kind of smell like it does in Australia. The grass is similar. Um, the weather can be similar as well. Nice weather here in LA. And, um, you know, there's, I just have this certain level of comfort. So there's, there's more than just purely a great golf course for me. I'm aware of the details as much as that's been shared with um, the entire membership, um, which is fairly broad outline and still some things to be worked out. Um, but I think I think it is a good thing for players on the PGA Tour going forward that they um, are sharing in the success of the tour and certainly aligning their interests with the PGA Tour and, and going forward ho- hopefully that is a, a great reward for players who spend their life out here playing. Yes. Only the body and the mind, you know. <laughs> it's, I, there, there is for sure no doubt. I mean I, I haven't been 100% health the last few weeks so last week was a bit of a challenge because I played like 30 holes on Friday and 30 holes on Sunday. Um, but there's no doubt like I was feeling my left hip you know felt a bit tired like (laughs) going into the last nine Um, and you know the fact of the matter is I'm not 25 anymore but I'm still in pretty good shape I'm not complaining about it I made it and I played well Um, but there is the reality of some age things and um, you know it was recovery is important as well you know i i I don't practice quite as much as i did 10 years ago either Um, so it's it's all a bit of a balance but fortunately i was in good enough health to get through last week hopefully i've got some in the tank for this week too
1: Interesting comments there from Adam Scott, including the fact he was obviously asked about the investment by the strategic sports group and the opportunity for players to get equity in this new entity, PGA tour enterprises. The thing that stood out to me in particular though, is here you have Adam Scott and he was talking about the fact that he's one of the sponsors exemptions this week. And he called this his favorite track of the year. Now also, Speaking this week was Nick Taylor, who's going to come in as and he's going to do the interview just like every week on the PGA Tour as the player that just won in the immediate past week. And so during the course of this question and answer with the media, he was asked about the fact of what is it like to come in and try to maintain momentum after the high of having just won the week prior? And he started to talk about the fact that, yeah, it's incredibly difficult to do, but that's even why it's more impressive that Tiger Woods in his career was able to do it on multiple occasions.
5: It was quite the finish, um, quite the week, quite the day, you know, to to shoot around like that 60 the first day, you know, going back to the first round was... Um, You know kind of those rounds don't ever happen very often you try to stay out of your own way and i had a great feel on the greens all week um but the first and last day is when you know i pretty much made everything so it was one of those where i just wanted to get myself in the green i was I, i seemed pretty tight early on hit some really loose shots off the tee and scrambled incredible to make some pars to kind of hang in there and um found a bit of a rhythm coming in and was able to make a couple birdies to to feel like i was within reach of charlie and you know, for that putt to kind of sneak in on 18 and, and ride the momentum into the playoff was, was great. So it was, um, you know, obviously a very exciting day and finish. Yeah, this is one of my favorite stops. Um, you know, if, for me, the next, I guess, day and a half, two days, till we start, just kind of keep my energy up, conserve. Um, I'm not going to do a whole lot today, but prom tomorrow will be nice to see the golf course the day before. And then uh, from there, just kind of ride the momentum. I've, again, I've this is one of my favorite golf courses. Um, I, I like a lot of the sights off the tees, and, and it being a difficult course, I, I love that too. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I've, I enjoy being in those moments. I think, you know, for me, for every reason, for a long time, bad thoughts seem to go out of my brain versus, um, you know, if it's, you know, I just zone in on what, what I want to do and um, don't overthink things. So I think that's is what helps, you know, why the ball has decided to go in the hole at the right time, um, it seems to be in the last year or so. Um, you know, who knows? I, th- I think it's obviously a lot of hard work put into it, but I think getting the right mindset has been something when I get in those moments um, has come to me relatively naturally, and it's it's uh, I've always enjoyed being in those moments. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's why, you know, things that Tigers have done for so long of winning back-to-back tournaments or other people that have performed very well the next week is super impressive. Um, I think I can draw maybe... If, after the Cane Open last year and, and try to maybe tweak things a little bit. Um, pretty overwhelmed, I think, last year after the Cane Open, all the attention, the amount of, part of media stuff that I had to do. So, um, you know, just just try to look back on that experience and try to tweak a little bit and just be a little more prepared and be in the right mindset teeing off Thursday. Um, so, yeah, I'll. I'll again, the, the biggest thing is to try to get my energy back up for Thursday. I think that's the biggest thing. And... Obviously, my game's in a good spot, so I don't need to overthink that part. From the videos that I've seen, those incidents are unfortunate, I think. But I don't think it's a standalone. It's, it's been like that for a bit, but I think the cat's probably out of the bag. I don't know if how much they can change. I think it's a week where the, the classic line is that um, I could do this for one week, but multiple weeks, probably not. So, you know, it, it's it's a shame when... Only a very small percentage of fans are like that, and it, it gets exposed a bit, but the majority of fans are great. They're just trying to watch some good golf and, and cheer. So, yeah, that that needs to be cut out. I don't know how they're going to be able to do that, but um, I think this year, again, with, with the weather, everyone kind of in the same area, waiting around, um, it, it was probably a perfect storm to, to cause some of that a little more, but I'm not sure how they how they reel it back, to be honest. I've never met Tiger Ashley. There's been a few times where I was very close to being paired with him. Actually, last year here, uh, we both made the cut in the number and it looked like we were potentially going to play with each other. And then I got a few texts that I was going to play with Tiger and whatever happened late, a few guys bogeyed and whatever the scenario was ended up not being. But um, I haven't. So I hope to one day. I hope he keeps playing as much as he can. <laughs> so that scenario works out. But um, hopefully. Do you think you'll make that a priority to meet him this week? <laughs> I'll try to. <laughs>
1: Again, pretty cool comments from Nick Taylor, particularly talking about not having actually met Tiger Woods, played with Tiger Woods as yet. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this whole thing with the golf balls that, that you brought up, Don. First of all, what's the reaction so far with the question of the day which you asked, which was, have you ever been fit for your golf balls? You, can, you guys can log on and answer to it in the Fairways Love YouTube page. What are they telling you?
2: Uh, it's still a pretty heavy no. It's at 87% right now. So no one's really getting fit for golf balls, and I, I think you absolutely should be getting hit, uh, getting fit for golf balls. There are, there are some questions coming in, and, and maybe you can answer them on the other side of the break, but I, I think there's – I don't want to say – I'm not sure if misinformation is the right way to say it, but like MBT3 writes, golf balls really don't matter unless you're precise around the greens. I'm not so sure that's true, Matt. And I think you could probably explain why. And Derek writes, I don't use the golf balls that the tour players use. Unless you have a swing speed over 110, there's no point. I'm not 100% sure that that's also accurate. So I think think an explanation about how a golf ball works, the physics of it from you, because I know you understand it. And maybe Andrew can grab some graphics, we'll find something and we can spend a little bit of time explaining why you should get fit and how much of a difference it can make because correct me if I'm wrong Matt but it can make just like getting fit for golf clubs it can make a big difference if you if you've been using the wrong golf ball for 10 years.
1: I'll I'll go into that. I'll 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 make a note to explain a little bit about the realities behind all of that. Today is Valentine's Day, right? Here's my question with Valentine's Day before we go to break. Dom's like you need to go to break. Here's my question with Valentine's Day. How is it that Valentine's Day kind of feels like a holiday that's like the guy's responsibility to do something nice. Am I reading that correctly? Have you done it out there, gents? Are you prepared for something nice? Dominic, are you gonna do something nice? Oh yeah, you know I'm a you know I'm a big cook thing. When, yeah, when Andrew puts up thing. my little graphic, it
2: says big on food. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> He's gonna, I think that's what it says. Yeah, big food fan. See? I love cooking. I'm a big oh. cook, so I'm gonna make a, a fancy meal tonight. I've got some, uh, some garlic, parmesan, basil, Yukon gold mashed potatoes on the menu. I'm oh. gonna go and I get some, uh, some bone in pork chops, put a nice rub together, grill them off. It's gonna be really nice. I'll tell you what mm-hmm. is a problem if I'm gonna comment momentarily on the Valentine's Day issue. For those of us that have young kids,
1: the Valentine's right, Day issue, you
2: have to put together packages for their classes. And if you have more than one kid, you got to put together multiple packages where you've got individualized little like Valentine collections, little like goodie bags. For Don't they just give out the, the little the
1: little uh, chalk
2: just, hearts anymore? It's a project for the parents. Do you understand? That's what it is. Why do you it's have to do so many? It's just a project for the parents. Because you got to give one to everyone in the class. You got to be nice. So everyone's got to get a Valentine whatever it is. And it's not like it used to be where I remember when I was in class, it was very brutal. It was brutal. You we used to we used to build like a little you used paper and glue and tape and you'd build a pouch and you'd put it on your desk and you would only get valentines <laughs> from the people that wanted to give you valentines. So there'd be people that would get nothing. Or like me, you know, I'd get like two. It was brutal. <laughs> it was cutthroat elementary school in the eighties. <laughs> Thank you. Now everyone gets everything and you got packages of candy.
1: Yeah. We're, we're sorry that you had to go different times, Matt, different times. Indeed. The fairways of life show comes back. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of golf balls and what it all means. Stay with us.
0: Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. It's all in the hips. Just tap it in. Yes!
2: Find the latest clubs and apparel at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore.
0: In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery and visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover. Designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bees.
3: The Tour Ball. Reinvented. The Gen 6 iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period. Baseball, nah. Football, done it. I think I'm gonna go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're gonna need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close.
1: Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three in one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer, push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to zerofriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. I'm out of here with you. Dom and Andrew are behind the glass. So, how did we go down this road with the golf balls, Dom? How did, Was it because Tiger switching the golf ball, or somebody wanted to know something particular? Where do you want me to start? Like start, so, start. Well, what happened? What happened was, um, I was thinking about
2: Tiger Woods switching to golf ball because I that you know the press release is coming through on all my stuff, and I was reading it. And I was like, you know, I feel like not a lot of people know that you should get fit for a golf ball because it I'll makes think. a difference, a bigger difference than you think. So I made that the question of the day, and I was correct. Right now the answers are coming back. It's now at 83% they don't get fit. And, Andrew, go ahead and roll that video. Andrew found some video there. You can see, Matt, when you go into a PGA Tour Superstore, how many unbelievable options. I mean, there are so many options. It's overwhelming. And so I think it's a good opportunity for you to just address that and, and, and tell people a little bit about the technology that goes into a golf ball because there's a lot of technology these days that goes into a golf ball and the differences among them and why you should get fit because there, the golf balls that are available now, there's so many different models. There are ones that are better for you than others. Your, your grandfather yeah. should not be playing the same golf ball as your 15-year-old.
1: Yeah, I mean, f- from the standpoint of getting fit, you can go through some of the fitting programs or you just should at the very least have an understanding of why you're playing a particular ball. Andrew, do you have that photo, the old photo we had of the old feathery golf ball, uh, the, the gutty golf ball that had – there it is. I'm, I just want to start with how it all started with golf balls. What they used to do with golf balls is they would take leather – And they would sew it together, and then they would take these boiled feathers and they would stuff it inside of this pouch and sew it up. And as it dried, the leather and the feathers and all the rest, they said it would take a top hat, one of the big like stove top, stovepipe top hats of feathers, into this little pouch. And then they would harden. And they would, of course, obviously sew it all up and it would harden into the golf ball that they used back in the day of uh, Alan Robertson and 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 Old Tom, etc. Although Old Tom got in himself a little tr- trouble with Alan because when the gutty came out, this was all around St Andrews in Scotland. The the just before I finished with the feathery, what used to happen to that is remember it's leather. So, and it rains in Scotland. So, it was okay cuz it got so hard, but after a while, it would get beat up. It also didn't perform very well with irons. That's the reason why, when you look at the old clubs, they're almost all predominantly long nose woods, as an example. They had irons, but irons were mostly used like to get a ball out of a rut and things like that. So there was a doctor in St. Andrews, and he got. A, something was shipped to him and it was packed in, in the gutta percher, which is, which is the sap from the tree. And for some reason, I don't know why, his sons boiled it and they molded it and they created the first golf ball that was not from feathers. They took the golf ball out. It performed obviously like rubber. And so it was a, a great performer. Aforementioned Alan and Tom battle, Alan was against it. Tom was was working for him as an apprentice. He wasn't really that against it. He started using it. Alan found out about it. They supposedly never lost in match play when they were together. They kind of had a falling out. Eventually, they came back together because uh, Alan realized that it was a pretty good golf ball to use. And and the reason why that picture, Andrew, go back to that picture again one more time. I want to show everyone what I'm talking about here this, and this goes to the modern golf ball, which I'm going to get into in a second. There's a reason why a golf ball has dimples. Dimples act like wings on a plane. And so the middle picture that you're looking at there, they're calling it ham, a hand hammered. That means that someone physically and and old Tom used to do this too, they would they would take it looked like a a, a flathead screwdriver. And they could. That was just one of them. They had various, various different ones that they could use, and they would pound in this pattern so that the ball had flight, better flight, right? And you, you could. Here it is. We're taking a look at it with a modern golf ball right now. So because the golf ball started to have better flight, it was then the introduction of irons into the game and young Tom Morris was one of those who really championed this change, this fundamental change in the equipment in the golf industry that was because of the change in the golf ball. So just to give you an idea of how it started its early origins and, and I'll tell you, young, young Tom Morris still doesn't get the credit that he deserves in the game of golf because he fundamentally changed the way the game was played. He was that he was that far ahead of his time. His his ending was tragic, unfortunately. It's really interesting because Old Tom Morris outlived every one of his sons. Really, really, very interesting story. If you go to St. Andrews, you can see Old Tom Shop is still there. Uh, you can see where ultimately he he had his demise. Old Tom was was he got up to go to Lulu and he he took the wrong door. He was eighty six years old. Uh, and he went down the, the door that was actually a staircase, and that was that was the end of old Tom. Uh, but that origin of the golf balls is, is interesting to know where we stand with a modern golf ball. Here, I got one of my pile of junk. So this is a modern golf ball. As I was talking to you about, you've got the dimples. The thing that's interesting about the golf balls now, part of this is the marketing that goes into golf balls, is that they want you to believe that There's almost like a nuclear core in the middle of these things. What they are is golf balls are rubber compound. Now, the picture you're looking at there, I'm not sure when that was from, but it was, it was a photo that we obviously took here in the studio of a golf ball that's cut in half. and It shows you what modern golf balls look like with the various layers of rubber compounds. Now, these layers that go into a golf ball, what I like to say about golf ball technology is that it's really a symphony of technology. But what's important to realize is that in a modern golf ball, the technology at times works together, and at times it works in contrast to each other. So... Uh, Dom, the first, just to take this in, in pieces here, the first question you asked me is that does it matter which golf ball you play? It does matter which golf ball you play relative to the core that's in that golf ball. What I mean by that is, if, if you're sitting at home on the couch and you say that you want to hit a golf ball the way Rory hits his golf ball or the way Bryson hits his golf ball, you want to, you, you want to play the golf ball that they are playing because you want the kind of performance that they are getting. The difference is is that for the best players, and somebody you mentioned uh, was talking about the swing, the average speed last year, year before on the PJ Tour was around 150 miles per hour. Okay, it's a little bit higher than that now, but 100, around 150 miles per hour. So if you have a swing speed at that level, you can effectively engage the entire symphony of technology that exists in that golf ball. In other words, if you have a tour-level golf ball, you are going to have a core that's going to want to resist the deformation that happens during the the very violent impact between, say, a driver and the ball. So the harder that you can swing, the more that you can deform that golf ball at impact. The more that you can deform that golf ball at impact, the more that you are going to create velocity because this is physics. That ball will want to rocket back to form. Right, so the best players are playing golf balls that have a hard core because they have the strength, they have the club ed speed in order to compress that golf ball. Dom's telling me you got a break. We'll continue this conversation after this.
0: I guess hello world, huh? Hello world. <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career.
1: I've done it for 20 years now with with Bridgestone. Allows me to play an
2: aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your
0: journey.
3: I think when you're training for other sports or where you're, what, why most people go to the gym is so that they can like have muscles and you know be strong and be healthy. And a lot of the reason why they struggle to play golf is their body doesn't move properly for them to be able to hit a golf ball. And when you're training for golf, it's a little bit different because you're focused more on flexibility and mobility and being uh, strong in motion. When you're able to kind of have a warm up and have a workout routine and kind of gradually build up to where you're training your body to move properly, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of big dividends on the golf course
0: easy now find your happy place it's all in the hips just tap it in yes
2: find the latest clubs and apparel at golf's happy place the pga tour superstore
0: what if we started a company and the company was under no time constraints no financial constraints the one constraint is their clubs had to be exceptional performers and much better than any other alternative i was told time and again it'll never work it worked like a house of fire and i'll tell you what i think our customers love it bxg nobody makes golf clubs the way we do
3: period Stride by Zero Friction, the first-of-its-kind personal caddy. Walk in comfort and style with Stride's Remote and Follow Me technology. The Stride handles almost any terrain, and its 54-hole range will last all day. The lightweight design and removable front wheels makes it simple to handle. Plus, it easily fits golf carts. Order yours and save. Visit zerofriction.com backslash stride or scan the QR code to order yours today. Stride, your personal caddy.
1: Welcome back to the program. See, Ben Hogan agrees. He's saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." This golf ball stuff's important. So, the part of the technology where people don't always understand—it's—it's it's very common, especially with tour-caliber golf balls nowadays, where where you'll hear them say, "You'll get less spin." off your driver and your longer clubs, and you'll get more spin in and around the greens with your scoring clubs. And people hear that and they go, what? How does that make any sense? Well, what's happening? And this goes this goes to these layers that I'm talking about. So, Andrew, pull up one of the shots that you have that show a golf ball cutaway. It can be an artist rendering, whatever it is. And so you have the cover of the golf ball, and let's say a cover of the golf ball that we're talking about you say polyurethane in this one right that's that's it's a soft material that we're talking about and what happens is is if you have that cover and that cover is up against the mantle layer that mantle layer is designed to be very very hard again picture it you're hitting your driver into that ball. It is still a rubber compound. That mantle layer is going to move just like that core. How much you compress it is going to be dependent upon how much club head speed you can generate and how much you compress it is going to be the result of what kind of performance you get from the golf ball, given distance, et cetera. However, when you come into it with a higher lofted iron, that very hard mantle layer is not likely to yield as much. So what happens? That cover gets pushed into the grooves of your higher lofted club. It's like the grooves of your club act like teeth and they bite into that golf ball. So a couple things happen. One is the golf ball remains on the face longer because the grooves are biting into it and the golf ball, as it is going through this dynamic process is rolling up the face as well and generating spin. That's where you get the control as you're coming into the green with your higher lofted clubs. That's the, that's what's happening with all of this. So the reason why I'm going down this road is so that people understand when you had, you guys had the video of, walking into a golf shop and just seeing a wall of boxes of golf balls. You're trying to figure out, okay, what golf golf ball is best for me. And the way the industry sorts it is that people pick golf balls for a number of different reasons. One of the big reasons that people choose the golf ball that they choose is price point, right? And the price points that do a lot of volume generally are around nineteen ninety nine each, uh, twenty four ninety nine. It's always a twenty right ninety nine at the end of it. Uh, those price points, twenty nine dollars up to thirty nine dollars. Those are very active price points. And if and if you do, and this is what it comes down to, where Dom's saying, you know, get fit for a golf ball, which I do think you need to get fit for a golf ball, but I don't think you always have to go see someone to get fit. You can use the online technology. I don't know. I was talking about Bridgestone earlier. They have it. Uh, Or you can just do the research to understand your game and which golf ball necessarily would be best for you. That is still kind of getting fit from that standpoint, instead of just going in and blindly buying a golf ball or playing a golf ball that you found in the mud. So, Price point is one of the things that people choose by. And once you find a price point that suits your budget, then you can start to look into features that may work for your particular golf swing. So as an example, if you are the average amateur golfer, which means that you have a swing speed that is generally under 100 miles per hour, you're just a, a regular person playing the game of golf. It helps if you go with a softer compression golf ball. And the reason I'm saying that is, remember the conversation I had about the best players in the world and how hard they hit the golf ball? They can compress that golf ball that has a super hard core. The slower your swing speed, the harder it is to do that so you'll get less dynamic performance out of that technology. So if you go with a softer compression, you stand a better chance of compressing that golf ball so that you create the velocity that equates to distance. After that, what I look at is, are there layers in the golf ball? What are the layers in the golf ball? Does it have that mantle layer, for an example? And if it does, that mantle layer is going to have that dynamic I was talking about, regardless of the particular material that the cover is made from. It could be a servling cover, for example. It's still going to have some compression into the grooves so that you have some control. As you move up the line, and when I say up the line, now let's define it, say, by price point, you are going to get through more and more sophistication into these golf balls. That means that the layers, that symphony of technology that I'm talking about, will become more and more sophisticated. And that's why those price points are going up. That's the reason why the best players in the world play these golf balls. So what I'm saying to you is – You may be able to play a golf ball that the very best of the best play. But if you're going to, it's important to understand how and why it might work for your game or why it doesn't work for your game because of all of this different technology. Once you get to understand these basic elements, it's a lot easier to find a golf ball that works for you in your game instead of just looking at it and going, hey, if the best player in the world can hit it that far, then surely I'm going to hit it farther than I do right now if I play the same ball. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That just goes to we haven't even talked about it on this show yet, but that just goes to the complexity of what's going to happen when the USGA and the RNA decide to limit the distance of the golf ball. And yet they want to use a golf ball that works for all layers of players. Uh, we're going to have to get into that at some point as we move forward. All right. Uh, we are on the verge of the genus. Hopefully that helped you guys. I hope that uh, that made you understand golf ball technology just a little bit better. So tee time's coming up. On Thursday at the signature event, Genesis Invitational. You can see them displayed right there in front of you. Maybe some of your favorite players are playing together or near each other. Cannot wait for the golf to start tomorrow. Once it gets going, we will step aside. We'll be back with you again on Monday if we're spared. Until then, folks, thank you for your company. And we will say goodbye to you for now. Go out and find yourself some new golf balls. See you guys.